Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Groundhog Day. Don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. Kenny Pickett saw a shadow. That means six more weeks of bad quarterbacking, which would be getting off easy. Some breaking news as we get on the air. Carl Weathers has passed away. He played Apollo Creed in the Rocky franchise. No, he didn't actually get killed by Yvonne Drago. Carl Weathers passed away today at the age of 76. Rocky's one of the best movies ever made, period. The best boxing movie ever made by far. And the fight scenes in in all the Rockies, especially the first two, which involved Apollo Creed, I'm not going to say they were totally believable because the two guys nearly killed each other and the ref would have stopped the fight a dozen times over. But boy, they got you going. They rallied the audience. Plus, black guy versus white guy. And don't kid yourself, that was a big part of the intent of the Rocky franchise. NHL players will return to the Olympics in 2026 in Italy. I'm not the biggest fan of that. There's going to be a Four Nations tournament next year. I'm even less of a fan of that, and I'll talk about why later in the program. But Sidney Crosby's the story today. He wasn't at the NHL All-Star Draft last night. Sid was at Montana, where he's got a place for a brief vacation. But of course, Sid skated. There's a video on an outdoor rink in Montana on vacation, and Sid skated hard because he's Sid and he's obsessed. You gotta love it. This is the Mark Madden Show. Some like it hot, I like it red. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or follow me on Twitter, at Mark Madden X. If you go to my Twitter, I retweeted Sid skating on the outdoor rink in Montana in full Penguin practice gear. Sidney Crosby is obviously an all-time great. He's one of hockey's best five players ever. And at 36, he's still one of the NHL's top five players right now. But what makes an all-time great an all-time great is that he's unique. And Sid is unique. There's nobody to compare him to ever. Nobody like Mario. Nobody like Gorp. Nobody like Gretzky. Nobody like Sid. Sid's the best grinder ever. Best backhand ever. Going to be number two in points all time. Going to be a star till he's 50 if that's what he wants. And Sid will get crazier, a little more loony every year. Because he's Sid. He's a superhero. He's the very best of Pittsburgh. We need more outdoor rinks. That's why Tyler Kennedy's Beer League Tournament 
at the outdoor rink in South Park this weekend intrigues me. Sid should play in that instead of the All-Star game. As I mentioned before, the NHL is going to let its players participate in the Olympics. That's in 2026 in Italy. I'm glad for Sid to get one more Olympics. But I hate the NHL season being interrupted. The hype for Canada is going to be unbearable. And I have to root for Canada because of Sid. Yuck. Makes me feel dirty. Canadians love the Olympics. There is absolute national revelry north of the border right now. And that's because none of their teams can win the Stanley Cup. Canada should win the Olympics. And I hope they do. Like I said, Sid's last shot. Next year at midseason, they're going to have what they're calling a Four Nations tournament. It's going to be NHL players from Finland, Sweden, the U.S., and Canada. I I guess it's just NHL players. Well, maybe not. I, I would assume that you could bring a player in from, I don't know, say the KHL, if he was one of the top players for Sweden or Finland. I don't think that's going to be the case with the U.S. and Canada, and probably not Sweden or Finland either. But the Four Nations tournament sucks because it excludes Russia. How can you exclude Russia from international hockey? All they've done, all they've won, all the great players in the NHL. And I'm sorry, the war is just not a good enough reason for me. I hate it when you mix politics and sports. And this is an example that hits close to home with me because I like hockey so much. Gary Bettman was talking it up about the return to international hockey. You keep seeing the phrase best on best hockey. Now, wait a minute. I thought the NHL was best on best hockey. The NHL, by stepping aside for the Olympics and the Four Nations tournament, and they're also going to have a World Cup of hockey from here on out every other year between the Olympics. Like if the Olympics are 2026 and 2030, World Cup of hockey in 2028 and 2032. All that does is minimize the NHL product. The NHL saying, well, these international tournaments feature our players. That's best on best. In the past, whenever the Olympics have interrupted the NHL schedule, NHL games have not got a ratings bump on TV afterward. It just doesn't help. And yet the NHL keeps doing it. I mean, I'm going to watch it. It's fun. The single elimination format doesn't necessarily guarantee the best winner. But, again, Sid's last shot at gold. I'm glad to see him get it, and I hope he wins it. So to get to the cliched portion of the program, what Super Bowl snacks are you looking forward to? Around about halftime, I'll be looking for a glass of white-hot death, and the Super Bowl's still over a week away. Liverpool at Arsenal, Sunday, that's what matters. Come on, you Reds. Yesterday was the 15th anniversary of uh, James Harrison's 100-yard interception return in Super Bowl 43 when the Steelers beat Arizona, and also Ben's pinpoint pass to Santonio to win the game late. It was such a good throw that Ben made. 
that the Harrison interception return gets lost in the shuffle. And the Harrison return might be the greatest play in Super Bowl history, along with when Lambert threw it on Cliff Harris and when Cueto dropped the ball. Some dolt on Twitter said that Pittsburgh never came together like when Cueto dropped the ball in that 2013 wildcard MLB playoff game against Cincinnati at BNC Park. A, yes, it has. B, if the Pirates were a real team that contended more often, that moment would long since be lost in the shuffle. The Penguins have won two Stanley Cups since then. Get some perspective. The Steeler mythmakers are up to their old tricks. We're being told that several teams wanted Arthur Smith to be their offensive coordinator. In fact, he was about to get on a plane to Tampa when Mike Tomlin convinced him to take the job, working with him, a defensive-minded head coach, and with Kenny Pickett. What, did he put a gun to his head? And by the way, Clint Kubiak, the San Francisco uh, passing game coordinator, oh, you're never going to get him. He's going to stay in San Fran. He's going to New Orleans, reportedly, to be their offensive coordinator. How come New Orleans could get him and the Steelers couldn't? Or is it because the Steelers never tried? We'll have some more Steeler myth-making later in the show. Very sad to hear about uh, Carl Weathers. Absolutely sucks. Here's another uh, indicator that Jake's not going to get traded. Vancouver got Elias Lindholm from Calgary and used their first-round pick to get him. That kind of implied that Jake's not in play because Jake is a guy Rutherford would have wanted, although it's been pointed out to me since that Vancouver needed a center more than a wing and Lindholm is a center. Well, now Winnipeg has traded with Montreal to acquire Sean Monaghan. I'd much rather have Jake than Sean Monaghan, so I, I don't know. It's just a hunch on my part. I do not think that Jake is going to move. Whether that's the right move or the wrong move, well, what happens moving forward will be the judge. We got Colby Armstrong talking hockey at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're going to get back to Steeler myth making. I have another guest at 4.30, but I forgot. Oh, Joe Mullen. How exciting is that? Joe Mullen to talk about Yarmer Yager and the number being retired on the 18th at PPG Paints Arena. So always great to talk to Slippery Rock Joe, and he will join me at 4.30. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9. Groundhog Day. It's today. I don't know if Phil saw a shadow or not. I heard he's in the truck with Bill Murray driving off the cliff at the gravel pit right now. But Groundhog Day happens every day here on Sports Talk Radio. Steeler coordinator. Groundhog Day, Steeler quarterback. Groundhog Day, Taylor Swift. Groundhog Day, Aaron Rodgers. Groundhog Day, Dallas Cowboys. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day should announce they're doing a sequel. And then just re-release the original movie. It's an all-time great movie. Comedy. Dipped in philosophy. Harold Ramis directed, Bill Murray starred. It, it caused friction between the two. Their friendship disintegrated. And I always heard it was because 
Murray wanted to be more zen, and Ramos wanted to be more slapsticky. We also reported news that Carl Weathers has passed away, the guy who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky franchise. He was brilliant at that. He was also Chubbs Peterson and Happy Gilmore, brilliant at that as well. Just an accomplished, uh, I don't know if I'd call him a diverse actor. He played himself most of the time. But as I said, uh, the original Rocky is an all-time great movie, definitely the greatest boxing movie ever. And the fight scenes were just perfectly paced and had overwhelming physicality. And I remember going to see Rocky as a kid. People in the theater were cheering the fight like it was real. And uh, Carl Weathers was a big part of that, so R.I.P. I was talking about the Steeler myth-making that's going on. And how come they didn't get Clint Kubiak? Everybody said he's not leaving San Francisco. Turns out he's going to New Orleans as their offensive coordinator. Why didn't the Steelers get him? Why didn't the Steelers try? And the answer is they just wanted to get a same old, same old type of coordinator, run the ball, protect the ball, 9-8, and 10-7. and seven. But uh, some of the other Steeler myth-making is that the Steelers love the center from West Virginia University, Zach Frazier. That's from the Senior Bowl. Tomlin and, and his staff are down there. The wide receiver for Michigan, Roman Wilson, he reportedly loves Tomlin. I bet he wouldn't love Pickett or the Steelers' passing game. Mike Vrabel might come back to be an assistant, except he won't, just like Mike Munchak won't. And Mitch Trubisky might be back as the backup quarterback. Actually, Cabali said that last one about bringing Trubisky back. He thinks it's going to happen, that, that Trubisky might be seen as the team's best option. Trubisky isn't. That's insane. But I'd love to see it happen because it would be what's best for business. Uh, Sports Illustrated pulled a story about transgender boxers. I thought Sports Illustrated went out of business. I'd like to read that story. Uh, It's just a weird period in Pittsburgh sports. The Steelers are meh. The Penguins are meh. The Pirates are the Pirates. There's really only one good story in Pittsburgh sports, and it's Sid. Skating around on an outdoor rink in Montana, then heading to the NHL All-Star thingy. Sid owns homes, I think. In Pittsburgh, his hometown of Cole Harbor, Florida for his mom and dad, and in Montana. He's even made more money than I thought. Think about the property taxes every year. So Sid's the number one story in Pittsburgh. What's the number two story? Maybe it's Arthur Smith until we see his offense. Maybe it's Kenny Pickett until we see him play again. And how about that bucko bullpen? Uh, They drafted the NHL All-Star teams last night. Sid wasn't there, but he got picked anyway. That's when you know you're a big deal at the playground. You're not even there yet, but you're one of the first people picked. Uh, that's how they're doing it. They're drafting teams. Sid got drafted by his buddy, Nate McKinnon, that Nova Scotia love, but not till the second round. Pasternak went to McKinnon in the first round. Here's the part I love. Each team has a celebrity captain. The captains for the all-star thingy are Michael Bublé, Justin Bieber, Tate McRae, and Will Arnett. That's only one big-time celebrity 
it's Bieber. He's buddy with Matthews, which would worry me if I'm Leafs management. I don't even know who Tate McRae is. These are Canadian celebrities. And there really is no such thing as a Canadian celebrity. Boone Jenner of Columbus was the last player picked. That should get you sent home. Vince Trocheck went in the seventh round of nine. Forecheck, backcheck, Trocheck. By the way, Will Arnett's great, like in semi-pro. He's legit. I apologize. Like I said, though, there's no such thing, not really, as a Canadian celebrity. Up next, going to talk, well, actually, I got to take it back. A true Canadian celebrity up next, Colby Armstrong here on 105.9. Some big news in hockey today. Joining me now to discuss the ex-Penguin. You see him all over the hockey media. He's the great Colby Armstrong. Army, NHL players are going to be back in the Olympics in Italy 2026. I'm sure you're psyched because Canadian teams can't win Stanley Cups, but they can win Olympics. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's correct. They have a chance. Yeah, it's interesting right now, though, with the conversation around, you know, the strength of American hockey and where it's gotten to. So it should be exciting. I, I think it's, you know, I think it's crazy. We haven't seen Olympic hockey uh, in as long as we have and and best on best and, you know, been able to see Sid do it once again, hopefully, um, and play on the same team as Connor McDavid and all these other kind of up and comers with Nate McKinnon as well. Like those guys haven't even, those guys haven't even been able to play Olympics yet. You know, they've been in the league for how long and they haven't played in Olympics, uh, McKinnon and uh, McDavid. So, uh, and much, obviously I could say the same about a lot of stars for the U S team, but I think it's great. I think everyone will love it. I think people love it. I think they want to see best on best. And I think it's, yeah, it's long overdue. We're getting like a four nations face off too. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that for 2025. Army, I hate that. You're excluding Russia. I mean, I I don't want sport and politics to mix, but we have a lot of Russians who have given so much to this league. It's an insult to them personally. Yeah, and and I think also, like, just hockey-wise, if you're going to do, you know, something like this with those kind of superpower hockey countries, like, they're there. They're, they've always been there. And, you know, the rivalry that is at that level with our game, it's, it's, it's hard to ignore them. And I, you know, and also like, you know, Slovakia and Czechia or whatever they're calling them nowadays. Uh, you know, those are, those are countries too, that are kind of right in there as well. And so, yeah, it's nice to see a four nations cup. It is kind of gimmicky a little bit, right. That we're going to be able to see this. <laughs> I'll watch it. I love it. No, no, I'm guilty know, of that too, Army. Saying. I don't like the international hockey, even the Olympics. I don't like when it interrupts the NHL season. That said, I'm really glad to see Sid get another shot. And it is my secret shame that the only time I've ever rooted for Canada and will again is when either Sidney Crosby or Mario Lemieux are playing. Yeah, so this uh, this could be the last Olympics, right? This might be the last time we've got you on the Canadian side, buddy. Although I am dual citizen now, so uh, I can go both ways. You could you could but, be a, you uh, could just be a front runner. Whoever's ahead is yeah, who you're rooting just, for. Yeah, yeah. I'll flip flop with the best of them. I don't care. I'll be on one. I'll be on the other. Next day, next day. I don't care. I'm going everywhere. Um, but right now, Mark, I am up at the All Star Game in Toronto. It's been crazy up here, buddy. I've been working, grinding at events, pop-ins, uh, doing interviews, uh, double-dipping, triple-dipping my jobs up here for a bunch of different things. So it's uh, quite the scene up here north of the border. 
Don't forget when you invoice, always charge more than you deserve because chances are they won't notice it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, my, the thing about the All-Star game is I don't like it on TV. It, it's, it's not competitive. It's three on three. I don't see the point of a tournament, but it's so great for the city it's in. And it's so much yeah. fun if you're actually there. Yeah, you're yeah, you're right, the buzz. And I don't know what happened, and I, I don't know what happened. And to your point, like I remember and maybe it's just because I was younger and I looked up to these guys so much, but I just remember the all star game being like competitive kind of. Like you, you like these guys were buzzing. And that has kind of gone out the window a little bit, more so for like the glitz and the glamour and the show and the coolness. I don't know. Well, so Army, know Army, back in the I day, back in the day when the guys didn't make very much money, you know, they'd get a bonus in their contract, a lot of them, for being there. And then the winners got there, paid yeah. like a, a decent amount. When I was a kid, my favorite player, Greg Polis for the Penguins, he's a Western Canada guy, passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, he scored two goals in the All Star game and got a car. And that was a huge yeah, I mean, deal. We, we knew the Polis, well, was it was huge. a huge deal to the family. That was so big, too, just watching that and, like, picking who was going to get it. Like, guys were desperately trying to get the cars. That's why it was ramped up so much. The car, now they give them a million bucks, and they can't even get them to break a sweat. So it's like, uh, yeah, times have changed. But I love the old days when they do the player introductions, Mark. I love the way they came out. I love the hair. I love the way the equipment looked. I thought the guys just looked so much cooler in the old days when they did the intros. I miss the I miss those days. I, I mean, I'm I'm am I a boomer? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> pretty pretty close when you talk like day. that. Now, what was the highest level <laughs> All Star game that you ever played in? I got to play in where did I play? I got to play in uh, the All Star game in junior hockey. That, that was it. That must have been great, right? It was great. It was a great experience. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was in. I played in Red Deer, and it was the host city too. So. As far as junior hockey goes, that's like, you know, that's pretty sweet to have everybody roll into your, your, your little city and kind of on a smaller scale what they would do for you and you're kind of the main guy and all the fans are cheering for you at the game because you're their guy too. So uh, in my own little way, yeah, it was, it was, pretty, it was a pretty special thing for, for me for junior hockey, especially that it was in, uh, in, my, in, in, our, in our, a place where I, the place where I played. Did, I, I'm at a, did you score? Hey, let me tell you this. I scored a goal. I there did. you go. I got a goal. I got a. I got a goal and an assist. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was a good night for me. I'm at. I want to give a shout out to a couple guys. I want to say hi to you, Dylan Reese and Grant Lewis, both Pittsburgh guys. Um, oh, oh. I'm at like an alumni party kind of thing, like a lounge hangout that they put together. Oh my god! I so can't. Both those guys. I can't think of two better guys to be at a party. Buddy, I was. I I just got here a little while ago. We're we're doing a drop in appearance just to say hello and and see some of the alumni and players that are kicking around town. It's a great group of guys here. Uh, it's talking with Mike crucial Niski. There's a name from the past. Crusher. Um, and just, yeah, just some, just some awesome, awesome old time players and even a good mix of, of young guys. But it was crazy to see, yeah, Dylan Reese walk in Pittsburgh guy and um, Grant Lewis, who I had a, a little cup of coffee with. He was in Atlanta for a little bit and now is a, a dentist and living in Minnesota, but a, couple of Pittsburgh guys are here right now. No, they're the best. Give them my regards. Hey, how about Sid on vacation skating full tilt on an outdoor <laughs> rink in Montana with all his practice gear on? That is so Sid, isn't it? 
<laughs> I I saw that video this morning and I was like, oh, I, I literally started laughing to myself because I was like, this is this is so him. And meanwhile, around here, I don't know what happened, but they had like a draft last night. I guess he wasn't here, and people were texting me like, "Where's Sid?" Like I would like I his babysitter. I I didn't know where he was, and then I saw the video of him like skating in the mountains in Montana with full gear on and an outdoor rink working on stick handling and everything. And I was like, oh, that's where he is. He's where everyone else is not. Still working on their game and getting ready and getting better. I mean, he's just unbelievable the way he's dedicated to it. I like drafting the teams. I think that's a nice little little change. How about Boone Jenner yeah. was the last kid on the playground? He's going to hear about that for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought they could do a cooler. I mean, it's hard it's hard to change the style, I guess, with having guys sitting around and waiting because it's inevitably just going to happen. Um, when you do the drafting process, like someone's going to be last. Um, funny story, I was playing in Toronto when Phil Kessel got invited to the All-Star game and he didn't want to go at the time. Uh, and uh, he was all upset because we were going to go to the Bahamas, right, where probably everyone in the league is right now. Uh, <laughs> and then he got invited there and that was the year that he got invited that he got picked last. And he was just like, what the hell is this? You know, like... You invite me here for me to come here. And now I get tortured. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a weird weird setup. But I do I do like the way that they did it with the dedicated captains and, and selecting your own team. Uh, and it's kind of funny. I had a, I, one of my jobs. I was doing some sit down interviews for Rogers Sports and up here this morning with some of the guys. And I talked to Toronto Maple Leaf guys, uh, uh, Austin Matthews and Morgan Riley, and they I think they put together a pretty good team. I thought and. Uh, they said they, they said after they t- talked to their GM, they said they're like, "Hey, being a GM's easy to put a team together. Like, what's what's so hard about this?" <laughs> yeah, when you, when you got when you got those kind of guys to pick, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to deal with the cap. <laughs> We're talking to Colby Armstrong, brought to us by Steel City Spine and Orthopedic Care. Army, um, I don't think the Penguins are going to trade Gensel. Vancouver already traded their first round pick. I would have thought Rutherford and Alvin and Tockett would have wanted him. That kind of hints to me, I mean, just a guess, that Jake's not in play. Yeah, and they just got Lindholm the other day, too, from Calgary. So that, that was, That's uh, what I mean. They gave up their first-round pick yeah, in that deal. Yeah, yeah, and he's a good player, and he's kind of been rumors. The, 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 the Jake Gensel uh, convo or buzz has, has, has been really quiet, I feel, too. Like, we're hearing a lot of talk about guys... And he's a good player, right? You would hear if he was in play or if his name was out there or if something was going on. I think if it was getting to that point. And, you know, uh, Kyle Dubas said after the All-Star break, they're going to start talking to him. And I, I, I think I'm in more in your boat where I could see him sticking around and I could see the Penguins wanting to keep him around. Um, for what price? I don't know. I got to think it's, it's going to be, you know, his chance to get paid, though. And, you know, this is that contract for him because, He's in that wheelhouse right now with his age as well. But um, I, I just think it, like, if you look at the big picture or the longer years down the road picture, having a guy with his name recognition, his star power, and the kind of play that he can have if things start to turn, you know, halfway through this contract that he's hopefully going to sign and stay in Pittsburgh, that you got a guy there still that wants to be there. And then, hey, if it doesn't work out later and you can work out something and you can move him and, but I could, I could, I could see them looking at it and keeping him around. It just makes sense to me. Well, I'd, I'd like them to sign him, but there's a report that he turned on six years, fifty million. I'm not sure they're going to go higher than that, but he can definitely get more than that on the open market. The thing is, 
Jake and Sid are sizzling right now. They've always been a yeah. potent combination, but they're 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 extraterrestrial the way they're playing now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many people saw like, you know, the Sedin twins play in Vancouver. Just the way they thought the game and controlled pucks and knew where each other were, and their movement and ten foot passing plays. They're twins. It's like a it's like the same brain. Like they just have a sense. And and yeah, Sid and Jake share that same kind of. I, um, style when I watch them play, the way they move together on the ice and kind of play off each other. Uh, you don't see too many, too many guys or lines or tandems in the league that are at that level. And you're right. I think it's going to be interesting down the stretch here. And it'll be interesting. I just think for the team, um, you know, what could happen, what might happen. Um, that's in, in, in the management's court. Um, and then on the ice, what this team's going to do and, and, you know, what Sid, with the year he's having right now and Jake along his side, what, what that's going to look like come the end of the year as well with, with the season they're having. It's, it's been, that's been honestly, Mark, and I think you'll agree. That's those two. And especially Sid's game this year has been just one of the best things to see this year with where his game's at and how driven he is and how consistent he's been. Um, yeah, it's been pretty awesome to see. No, no question. And, and Jake's certainly a big part of that. And I wish other guys were playing better. So, so Kyle Dubas, the GM, could have a clear picture. Case in point, yeah. I don't think Rusty's playing bad since he got back from injury, but he's only got the one goal. Yeah. Maybe he's still playing yeah. hurt. I don't know. I think yeah, I think it's it's tough, right? I think it's tough coming back, and and you know you miss chunks here and there, which he's done. Um, and then you know you like he was he, that, he, him on that top line at the start of the year was insane. And I, maybe in a perfect world, you don't want all three of those guys. You want to spread them around a little bit more. Um, but if they could get him going again and get that, you know, kind of chemistry back to where it was, which I think it could get there. I think it could get there with, with those three, with the way they could play. Because Rusty at the start of the year was on another level as well, which, you know, really rounded out that line. But, um, yeah, I think he's he's a big piece. And then, of course, the second half of the season, like, I don't know if you can flip a switch or if there is a switch or if there's a magic anything that they can find or take or figure out. Uh, the power play has to be a massive difference maker. It just has to, something has to give, something has to change for it to um, get the job done because it's cost them a lot of points. It's cost them a lot of wins, and they're going to have to do a lot of that here in the second half of the year. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Yager with his number retirement coming up on the 18th. You played against him. What was that like? Oh, my goodness. Um, he was huge. Like, bigger than you would even think uh, in, in going against him and stepping out on the ice against him and looking at him. Like everything was big. His, his, like the width of his skates was big. Like he's huge. His butt is huge. His equipment, like his pants to, to fit him are huge. Like everything about him was just so large and he was so strong, under control, confident, poised. And he's a big skilled guy that didn't mind being in traffic with the puck and was really good at it too. Um, I remember uh, the one thing I do remember is, is I I love going against guys like that. It's like you know challenging yourself to defend them or play hard against them. And I was I was uh, you know coming in to check him and he turned his back on me and I was pushing on his back trying to push him up like just bug him to try to get the puck away from him, stick on puck, getting in and pushing on him. And my hand slipped between his arm and his body. <laughs> and the wily old vet, he just chicken winged my hand in there and I I couldn't do anything. It was stuck. 
but I was ripping it out. I was pulling as hard as I could. And it's like, it's like if you're, if my, one of my little kids got their hand in there and I did it to them, that's what I felt like. I felt like an eight year old kid against like one of the strongest guys in the league at the time. Um, not only skilled and really good, but crafty and great in traffic and strong. Uh, and I got a holding penalty and I was literally trying to get free from him, but he, he was just so dangerous on the ice and made so much happen. It was like, it was, uh, Oh my goodness moment when you play against a guy like that. Two more Olympics questions, Army, because, uh, you know, we have all year to talk about it, but why not get started? Okay, I think it's a no brainer to put Sid and McKinnon on the same line. Uh, I think Tim Hortons would want that, them being a major sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Who plays center? Who plays wing? Oh, great call. I, uh, Sid's pretty dominant on draws, and. I think with Nate's speed up and down the wing could be a difference maker in the, you know, the smart Sid has in his 200-foot game as well and just let that horse McKinnon rip up and down. I don't know who else you would put on that line, though, but I wouldn't mind uh, Marchand. They, they had success together at the World Cup of Hockey uh, a number of years ago, um, and he's just a smart player that plays that 10-foot game as well, and then to have the big horse galloping around in McKinnon, I think they'd just make a spectacular line for Team Canada. And there's enough to go around, right? Because then you've got McDavid, who, who's electric, and it doesn't matter who you put with him. Uh, and there's still good players to go around to be able to play with him as well. So I, I think McKinnon and Crosby, Marchand, that's my pick. Crosby at center. Now, you mentioned McDavid. That's part two of my uh, Olympics query. If he don't win the Cup this year with Edmonton, and you know he's not won anything team-wise yet, and then he goes yeah. to the Olympics and doesn't win, there's a lot of pressure. Ooh. I think if Canada doesn't win with McDavid as their best player, people are going to really start calling him out. Yeah, it'll be his first experience doing it too. So yeah, I think it'll that'll be tough. Look at oh, how many games have they won now? Fifteen in a row? Sixteen? I think they're going for, sixteen. Right, they're going for the record next Tuesday at Vegas. The record. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think they play An Anaheim Ducks next after that. So if they could get through Vegas coming out of this break, um, it's looking it's looking like they could keep it going possibly, but. Uh, yeah, I think there's pressure there. There's no question. He's been doing it long enough. He's been dominating long enough. And, you know, right, rightfully or, or wrong, depending on his circumstance, what his team has built, the way anything has happened, there just comes, you know, that kind of pressure with it. And I, I, I think it's got to be there for him. And, um, yeah, he's a special player. He's he's really, really good player. He's gifted. Um, but with that comes you know, the expectation that the city of Edmonton is hoping to win a Stanley cup. And, you know, they're probably hoping it had been done by now and that's just not the case. So the more it goes by, you're right. And then the, if the Olympics thing hits, um, I got to imagine that's, that'd leave him in a pretty sour place uh, with his legacy. Army, great stuff. I'm sorry. You're not home for the Tyler Kennedy beer league tournament, but we'll catch up with beer league <laughs> at some point. Have fun up there. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. And I'll give my best to those Pittsburgh guys, Grant Lewis. And Dylan Reese, thanks for having me, buddy. That's Colby Armstrong. I'm Mark Madden. He's brought to us by Steel City Spine and Orthopedic Care and by Three Rivers Lending, too. Uh, 412-333-WXDX. Dylan Reese and Grant Lewis, uh, two great local hockey players, both played in the NHL. Good to hear they're having fun in Toronto. Wish I was. I know where I'd be. Zanzibar, is that place still open? 412-333-WXDX. Uh, we got Joe Mullen at 4.30 talking Yarmer Yager, 105.9 X. 
Last night at a local strip joint, a woman had a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the leg. Sounds like a champagne room gone bad. That's no shotgun. That's my love gun. No quarter brought to you by Armstrong Comfort Solutions. Okay, so what do we got? NHL All-Star Game, who cares? NFL Pro Bowl, who cares? The Senior Bowl. Oh, my God, did you see who Tomlin was talking to? The Tyler Kennedy Beer League Hockey Tournament at South Park Outdoor Rink. I might go to that. The Guess Who at the Palace Theater in Greensburg tonight with zero original members. I'm nonetheless in because I like the songs. Liverpool at Arsenal Sunday morning. The main event, come on, you Reds. I won't watch the NHL All-Star Game. Won't watch the Pro Bowl. Won't watch the Senior Bowl. But yet here I am talking about all of them to some degree. Uh, I'm just killing time till next week when I start talking about my favorite Super Bowl snacks. You know what I'm a late convert to? Guacamole. Guacamole used to gross me out. Now I love it. I love it. Count me in when it comes to guac on Super Bowl Sunday. 412-333-WXDX. Let's go down to our good friend, the Hebrew Hammer. Hammer Yakshimash. Hey, Mark Yakshimash. Hey, you're talking hockey all-star game and... I remember when the All-Star game was, uh, wasn't it like the, maybe the late 80s at the uh, Igloo? Uh, no, I think it was 1990, maybe, oh wait, it might have been 89. Mario won the MVP. Yes, I, I remember being a kid and we went down to the skills competition and it was a great time. And I know you've mentioned before, like it doesn't move the, the needle nationally uh, or on TV, but it, it really is great for the home city. It looks stupid on TV, especially now with the three-on-three tournament. It looks stupid unless you're there and you're actually seeing all these guys in person. And you're right, the fanfare, the skills competition, that doesn't play good on TV either. But it's pretty cool in person. So, yeah, I I think it's real good. Well, I mean, I don't know, for seven MVP Mario Lemieux of the Penguins. Hey, uh, Mark, also, uh, Carl Weathers passed today. I know. Now, there's the kick of destiny. We've all seen the commercials. With Rob Gronkowski, yes, it's stupid. Will that influence Gronk? How would Apollo Creed's death influence Gronk? He's in the commercials. He picks him up on the motorcycle in the desert. Oh, I I wasn't aware of that because I pretty much tune out whenever... Anything comes on TV that involves Gronk. Yeah, I think that could influence the kick of destiny line. And also, while we're eulogizing uh, Carl Weathers, did you know he played for the Oakland Raiders in the 70s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I knew that. He was an NFL player for a brief time. Now, here's a question I have for you. I see people on Twitter debating who the best boxer was in the Rocky franchise. I would have to go with Rocky just because he kept winning, as scripted to do. And I have I have Clubber Lang way down my list. He proved to be a, a flash in the pan. He had no conditioning. He was a, a heavyweight champion only for one fight. Then you never heard of him again. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apollo Creed would have been the best one because he really was depicted as the Muhammad Ali. And Stallone, or, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Balboa would have been like the, he was a gritty boxer, but he really wasn't talented. I mean, he just got by like a, like a scrapper. And don't you know? forget, and don't so, forget, uh, don't forget, Mickey protected him for all those fights too. Had him against setups. That's right. And, uh, you know, in, in Rocky three, when he was running on the beach with Apollo, he found himself and, uh, but yeah, Apollo Creed was the best boxer. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, too because he was presented in the first Rocky as the longtime, nearly unbeatable champ. That's right. He was a, a mythical. He was a legend of sorts. Now, here's my problem with uh, nah, those movies. Like, well, well, who's that in the background? Fighters, but they were killers like this guy. Not okay, we got to cut the Hebrew hammer off. I think that was. Uh, Ernest Borgnine. No, uh, wait, Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Ernest. Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> Burgess Meredith in the background. Uh, 412-333-WXDX. For those who say I'm too negative, uh, well, the next segment will change your mind. 105.9. Hey, Jeff, it's Danny Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.